So I'm recording late into the night, and I haven't put my contacts in all day. It's just been a crazy day. Usually, I get to go running in the morning, so I put my contacts on for that. My son loves to fight, so <laughs> to save my glasses, I usually put them on for that. But I was not going to put them on for a 20-minute show and then throw them away. That's like $2 or however much it is for contacts. But that's how cheap I am. It's terrible. Going from the daily or from the monthly to the daily has made me incredibly more cheap. Before you would just, you know, have those monthlies wear them for like two months, get an eye infection, and throw them out into it. The daily ones, man, those are expensive. Anyways, welcome to How to Build a Ten, a podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for all the new people that have been listening. I've been getting your emails, your direct messages. So great to have you guys here. Thank you for all those who have been listening, sharing the show, tagging people. That's how we get those new listeners. I really appreciate it, and I hope you appreciate it too, you new listeners. And this show blesses you, and you're encouraged to start your own business, your own side hustle to diversify and not be captive to one company and their one paycheck. But you have multiple streams of income. There's even a proverb about that. And have the independence, even if the goal is not to get away from working for a corporation, but to further your career. When you have more streams of income, when you are diversified, you are emboldened to try new things, to take new risks, because if you get fired, if you miss a promotion because you tried something and you failed, it's not the end of the world. You have more streams of income. And even true with ministry, I was just talking with a pastor who has felt compelled to start a side business. And I think that is great. And we've talked about it with A.D. Robles before on Reform Jellicle, which we're recording live on Thursdays now. If you want to watch us live Thursdays, go to patreon.com slash and you can join us. I'm just, the show is amazing because not only A.D. is amazing and I'm just, you know, writing the curtails or coattails, coattails, that's the word, of A.D., but you guys being there too, interacting with us, adding to the show, that's really great, but there comes a point where you get really secure with where you're at and you start fearing man because you don't want to lose what you have attained and what you've gained in life. And in ministry, this is true too. You don't want to say something that's going to get your congregation to leave or going to get you fired because that's where your money comes from. It's understandable. I don't, it's not right, but it's understandable. And when you are not dependent on the tithes of the church, or the donations in your ministry, if you're a missionary, maybe. But when you are self-sufficient, when you have built tents to provide for yourself, you're free to speak boldly. I mean, you're free anyways. But the temptation is decreased because you have those other streams of income coming in. Now, we all know that God is our ultimate provider, and I hope that is enough for us to speak boldly and to walk in obedience, preach the gospel faithfully, even when the world doesn't like it, even when the egals get angry at us and throw their little hissy fits. But I still think it's a good idea. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com. Put in HTBT in the drop down. You'll get this sweet mug. You'll get tons of great benefits. 
and you'll be supporting us to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of your life. We get a conference coming up. You'll get a discount on that. You get tons of great content. Oh man, it's just an amazing thing. We, this show is also brought to you by Kingsman Grooming Products. You already get those grooming kits. You have those beard oils, those bombs, hair products, leather wallets, leather boots, leather carry-on bags. Man, those things are legit. You just look at people with leather bags on the plane rides and you just, you know, just give them a little more respect. So you already get those products. Why don't you just get great quality products? Go over to Gro- kingsmangroomingpros.com, put an HTBT in the promo code and you'll get 10% off. So you're supporting a Christian company, you're getting better products, and you get 10% off. Three reasons to switch. Go support them and help a Christian company make it in this tough climate. And do yourself a favor and get great products. KingsmanGroomingPros.com. Don't forget to put in that promo code HTBT to get the 10% off. One of the things I was uh, thinking about when I was reading that book, The Mystery of Christ is Covenant in His Kingdom, you know, as a Baptist, we really need to start taking this covenantal thinking seriously. And this book is helping me process this and go through it. I've already seen the practical application of it through the cross politic guys, and it's been a blessing to see that. But one of the things, like just mulling over the idea that there is natural law and the way things, the way God made things, and it's just the consequences of obeying or disobeying. But then the covenants are beyond different and separate from natural law. And that is that they can be whatever God ascribes them to be to us. He can create a covenant and make the rules, whatever he wants them to be. And that's encouraging for me. And I hope it's encouraging for you too to walk in faith. It's interesting. We, we obey the covenants because of faith that because it's not natural law, the consequences, the good and the bad don't necessarily follow natural law, but there is the power of the supernatural. There is the power of God to enforce the consequences and the fruit and the blessings from it. And I just was thinking about that and how sweet it is to walk in faith, understanding the promises of God, understanding the covenants and having the boldness to take steps, to take risks, to step out in faith and try something new even in the business context, even in the entrepreneurial context, or in bettering yourself, adding to your skills, and just seeing what God can do in your life. Naturally, there's nothing that says that you're going to be blessed, that you're going to be successful, that God's going to take care of you. But he has covenants. He has promises. He has the blood of Jesus that when we walk in faith, that we are going to obey and do what's right and work hard to proclaim the gospel of Jesus to become more like him. We walk in faith that he's going to come through, that he's going to provide. Not that it's anything that we do, but we have those promises that he promises to do them as we walk in obedience. And man, I thought that was just so comforting. I just thought that was really comforting. So I want to talk about some other things. I was going to give it like a little agenda in the beginning, but you know what? Let's just roll with it and see where we go from here. One of the other things that I was thinking about, and this was kind of during the conference, but I've been thinking about it a lot just over, you know, just over the last couple of years is how many times that I've benefited from blessing others in the past. And this is kind of a hard, kind of a hard thing to sell because the ROI isn't guaranteed and you may never see the tangible benefits of it. But oftentimes in the future, 
it really works out for us when we are people that are blessing others and being sacrificial to others. Now, besides the spiritual aspect of it, and I hate tearing it apart from the spiritual into the practical, but obviously obeying God is the blessings. And like I just said, with the covenantal thinking and the promises that when we are obedient to God and do what he wants, even though we don't get material words in this life, that he is faithful still. But just lay aside that for a second, although that's all we need. I've tried in my life, not be even because of gain or thinking that I can, you know, ask a favor like the Godfather and like, someday I'm going to ask a favor or whatever. That's my terrible Godfather impression. But there's been a many times in my life where I have made connections for people, done people favors, given them free consultations, given them free consulting advice is what I meant, not consultations like I'm a doctor, but where I've just, you know, connected people, done people a favor, got someone a sale, helped people get business for no other reason than I just wanted to bless them and I like helping people out. And a lot of times, nothing comes of that. Make the, it's, no one is like, oh, since you did that for me, I'm going to do this for you. And it's okay. Again, I'm not trying to do this. But not as many times as I've done it for others, but there has been some really huge times where people have thought of that or have created a relationship with that where it's become reciprocal. So I want to encourage you in this, not because of the ROI, because I can't sell you on that, because I don't know how many times people are going to reciprocate this back to you. But I just think in the church, especially in the body of Christ, in the family, the more that we can be selfless and make connections to people, bring people business, talk people up, encourage other people, promote other people's things, their side hustles, their tent building, whatever it is, the more that we could do that for each other, the better this place is going to be. Now, I don't want to sound too pro-mill, pro-mill, like a po-boy. Post mill. I don't want to sound too post mill. I mean, you know, I am pre mill. But how great of a church community, how great of a world in general would we be in if we were constantly encouraging and pushing other uh, and promoting other people and putting things together? It really doesn't cost us that much to make a connection, to write an introductory email, to take two minutes to really promote something that you believe in, uh, somebody's business or service. I mean, how much would you love people doing that for you? And again, I don't know if it's going to work, you know, come back to you and give you a reward, but let's do the things that we want other people to do for ourselves. And those are some great ways that we can do it. We can be promoting each other's products. We can be helping people, lending a hand and all that stuff. And I think that's really important for us to do. All right. I want to get back to the corn coronavirus, the coronavirus, and why people are blaming the stock market for this, which I think could be nonsense. And then I want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Super Bowl. I think I might have to vote for them after some of the stuff that I've been reading about them. I stopped listening to football. Oh, so many years ago, not because of the kneeling of the, you know, the Kaepernick, although he's annoying and, you know, I don't like him at all. But Roger Goodell, has ruined football. There's not a game you can watch without a controversial call where you have to have the analyst come in to analyze the rules because the announcers, it's just too complicated. It's like in the medical profession, 
it's become too complicated and there's been too much detail to remember that one doctor can't do it all. So you have to have like specialists. And it's like, how many specialists are we going to need in football games to analyze the rules? It's ridiculous. The refs are terrible. It's not their fault, though. There's too many rules. It's like an, an announcer. Did I just stutter? An, an announcer. An, an announcer. An announcer st- can't g- grasp in his head all the rules he needs an analyst for it. Like, how's a ref supposed to do it in real-time action? Like, you can't even be critical in the replays on your own. You need help. But the person in real life making real life snap decisions are supposed to get it right. It's impossible. Anyways, that's another little rant of my own. But let's talk about faithcounseling.com slash HTBT. That's not the name. That's the promo code. Faithcounseling.com is the company. It is a Christian professional counselor platform where you can get licensed professional counselor help from de- for depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief. Anything you share is confidential. There's 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, and you can communicate them. Can communicate with them in four different ways: text, chat, phone, video, 24 hours a day. You don't even have to get out of your house. Which, if you struggle with depression, like I have in the past, you know that's hard to do sometimes. Is to get up, get out. Sometimes you just want to lay in bed and you can't get up. It's just like this, you know, a thousand pound weight on your chest that makes you not even want to get up out of bed. I've been there. I know. I'm not making light of it. It's a serious thing. But now you can text, chat, phone, or video talk to licensed therapists that can take care of you. Secure, convenient, professional. Best of all, you get 10% off the first month when you use the discount code HTBT. So why not get started? Go to faithcounseling.com slash HTBT. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you love. That's faithcounseling.com slash HTBT, 10% off when you use that link in the show notes. In the show notes. Okay. I can't believe this. The coronavirus had its first outbreak in the United States. And from what the news channels are talking about, at least the specific ones that I was looking at, you would have thought that this is equivalent to the Ebola virus, that the first outbreak happened in the United States. Six people died in China and many more were sick. So what are the symptoms? Well, it's kind of like pneumonia, you know, the flu in the lungs. I know pneumonia stuff. My brother gets it like almost every year. Respiratory problems, difficulty breathing, fever and cough. It's basically like a cold and six people died in China. Like there's more than that that die with the flu in the United States every year. Okay, this isn't like the Ebola virus. This isn't like the Black Plague. This is more closely related probably to the flu. And they want us to believe that the Dow dropped 150 points today because of it. Because one person has the symptoms or had been uh, the carrier of it in Seattle. No, that's not what happened. The S&P didn't lose, the NASDAQ didn't drop, the Russell didn't drop. These indexes, indices did not go down because of this coronavirus. No, they went down because Boeing, the largest you know, weighted company for the Dow, has a, won't be able to roll out their planes for six months. And because their stock is sinking, because their company is damaged and brutally hurt by this. Oh, and there's this big impeachment going on in the tri- in the, the United States where they're trying to go after Donald Trump. 
Oh, and and the outlook for the globe is sluggish. See, those are the factors, the driving forces that would make a market go down, not the coronavirus. And what's concerning to me is why would they say that? What do they know or what do they think they know to not say the obvious? To not say the obvious. It's just as curious to me. The coronavirus, you're going to hang the performance of all the stocks in the United States, all the companies in the United States as a whole dropping because of one case that the symptoms aren't even close to something disastrous. What am I missing here, guys? What am I missing here? Oh, Netflix, Netflix came out, you know, they kind of were up a little bit, but their outlook's negative. They come up with these weird matrix metrics metrics that's where i'm looking for not the matrix come up with these weird metrics on you know how to judge performance because they don't talk about how many downloads or anything like that it's just that i just all i want to say about that is it's just a good reminder that you should be looking at the data and this is going to be true with the election coming up with you know donald trump 2020 is you have to look at the statistics. When they talk about polling, that's statistics, the margin of error, the sample size, what data are they actually looking at? If you don't know what they're actually looking at and all the underlying details, the fine print, the poll means nothing. The poll means nothing. The, Netflix here compares The Witcher, which is their show on Netflix, which is creepy. And I like tried to watch it for a second. I turned it off because it's like Christians shouldn't be watching this witchcraft stuff. It's weird. They compared it to The Witcher, Disney's The Mandalorian. I don't even know what that is. Amazon's Jack Ryan, which is a backdoor liberal push. And Apple's The Morning Show, which is with um, Jennifer something something and Reese Witherspoon. What's her name? Aniston, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. But this is the trick they did. They compared them to these other networks and shows and the performance. And it looks like The Witcher like blows them away. And the, But they're doing a global Google search trends. Which, why didn't they just give the downloads or how many people watched the show? No, they're looking at the research for it. Which, you can search for the Google. You can search for the movie or the show and not watch the show. The metric, the metric, the metric means nothing. But the thing is, is Disney Plus isn't globally available yet. So that skews the data. And this is the stuff. This isn't new. This isn't like a rare thing. This happens all the time, especially in politics. So beware of that. Beware of that. If you don't know the data, if you don't know the fine print of a poll, you don't know the poll. Just because it has these big, you know, Trump losing by 10 or Trump winning by 20. It means nothing unless you know the underlying data. Trust me, I'm a data analyst by trade. Yeah. Okay. Now I might have to. I'm. I'm a been a 49er fan my whole life, and then I stopped watching it football. And I, you know, the 49ers were owned by just terrible guy. Not a terrible guy like a person. I'm, I don't know him at all. I'm just saying like he just did not run the organization well. It was a terrible guy. But apparently, the CEO of the Kansas City Chiefs is a Christian guy. And maybe even the quarterback might be a Christian guy. I think they held a church service. I mean, they do hold a church service, but they also held a prayer service to pray for their quarterback, Patrick Mahonis, Mahomes. Sorry, I've been out of football for a while. I 
haven't watched any of the games. But I'm going to watch the Super Bowl, and I think I'm going to be supporting the Kansas City Chiefs. But this is what this is what I really want to talk about. I don't care about football really anymore because you know honestly, Roger Goodell has ruined football to me. Well, go watch hockey; it's much a better sport. But the CEO, and this is so cool because like how many people choose to go to football over church? How many people watch football instead of going to church, or they're not paying attention to church? They're disrespecting God, and they're looking at the scores of the game, and they're spacing out, thinking about their fantasy teams. So what does this guy do? A Christian? What are you supposed to do as a Christian leading an organization where people are neglecting church that are choosing football over a church? Well, he holds a church service at the game. So he understood that if you're going to the game, you're probably ditching church. So he is providing a way for Christians who are going to go to church to not miss out on worshiping God. Man, that's awesome. Does that not make you a chief supporter? I mean, I think I'm, uh, you know, in the chief camp now. I'm in the chief camp. What can you do with your influence to do something like the CEO of the Chiefs? What difference can you do? Maybe you don't have a CEO position. Maybe you just have a manager position. Maybe you just have no direct reports and you're on your own. But we all can do something with where we are in our careers that has an impact or God wouldn't have us there. So what does God want us to do in those positions? Let's go out, be obedient, be successful. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>